Hey everybody, how's it going? You're listening to Reptiles with Yoshi and Alex. Alrighty, if you're listening and want to watch, you can check us out on YouTube. That's Modern Reptile. And if you're watching and want to listen, we're on pretty much every single streaming platform that matters. Alex, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. I am not tired for as we have not... We are not recording on our normal day, so I did not have work today. True. How do you feel yeah. about recording this in the morning like this? It's all good, except for an angry girlfriend. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah no, let her no stay worries. angry. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not in the snake room. I'm in my what the music fuck? studio. I didn't even notice. Oh my god. Whoa. What the fuck? Yeah. There was so... a snake behind you, bro. No, you want to see one? I have one. It's good. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So. I I little a little story of why I'm not in the snake room right now. I went to or rather, I wanted to do a deep clean on all the bins. Because I don't like the bedding that we're using right now. Um, it is... Um, how do I say this without slandering the company? Fuck it. We're slandering the company. No, <laughs> Alright, so... When we were in Miami, we were using RepTiChip. Right? We went from ProCoco to RepTiChip. It was a high... In my opinion, it was a higher quality chip. Um... When we got when we came here to Orlando, switched back to Prococo because that was what was available to us at the best price at the time. There was a lot going on, and it was the one that was easiest to access. Problem with the Prococo is it's fucking dusty, man. It's so fucking dusty, and like the husk with the fibers, and then it has like little uh, dirt and stuff like that. And they usually, you know, come with like. Um, like either little wood bugs or fucking um, what's it called? Uh, like like springtails and shit like that, and and I don't like that. I, don't, I like my shit to look fucking clean, you know. Um, so Friday, I took it upon myself to start cleaning all of the bins and like do like a real deep clean, you know, um, just really get it going, pretty much. Um, the problem was is that. I did not take into account how dusty the Pro Coco was. I knew it was dusty, but I didn't know it was as dusty as it, as I'm about to say. So I cleaned two bins. Two bins. And within those two bins, I felt my nose, um, like, stuffy. But, like, and then all of a sudden, my fucking chest was, like, really tight. Really, really tight. Um, and then I looked at my mask cause I wear a mask because of the dust and my whole mask, this is going to get disgusting. My whole mask was filled with mucus. Mucus was just spewing out of my nose from all the dust and all that shit. And I, I, I literally couldn't do it. I had to, uh, yes, exactly. Um, I had to, uh, contact the, the kid that, that, uh, that, that he had done. He helped me clean bins not too long ago. Um, I had to contact him and, you know, come to an agreement of what I can do to, uh, to, whatchamacallit, to, to what, like, what, what we can exchange in goods and in services 
so he can come help me with that. So he's going to ha- come Monday to deep clean all the bins because I cannot do it right now. So I bought um, from, man, I don't want to fuck up the name of the company because I don't know because th- this guy has like three fucking companies. Um, I think one of the com- his like selling companies you remember when we went to daytona and there was a guy that had like a very very big booth and he had big banners and risers and the whole My thing guy, you're you're describing to me without like getting into big details you're describing to me half of the people that were there sorry <laughs> uh okay so i mean no but this guy had like a big fucking display like he had risers and his and his banners were on risers and he had like a whole square to himself and like he had three different companies. It was like uh, the Florida Rattery, the I think that's what it's called. Um, he has like he sells bedding and shit like that. He has D I think it's D Exotics is his is whatever whatever his uh, cocoa company is or bedding company. I bought there I bought that cocoa. It's a th- it's a bigger um, it's a bigger chip and there's no fiber so it's only chip and they're big chunks so i bought that it's them yeah it's maybe for example with the the yellow top uh home depot bins that that we that we use that fits two of the 10 pound bricks of the either like of, of a repti chip or a brococo and i you know so in what would fill four of the uh two of those bins for four bags of uh, bedding, I was able to almost fit, um, you know, two bags or uh, two of those bins rather, with a similar amount. It is more expensive, you know. Like I, you know, within those two bins, it's probably ten dollars more expensive. But for me not to be fucking dying, it's worth it, you know. Um, so uh, my friend's coming on Monday to to come help me clean that stuff out or rather he's gonna do it i'm gonna help him take some pictures and stuff like that of his animals um and yeah so that's why i'm here because right now the snake room is exactly how i left it it is literally just hanging out there with the table in the middle with the two bins open the snakes going around everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly yeah everything i left it exactly the same after almost dying but on the bright side, um, after almost dying of an asthma attack, um, I decided that I needed some fresh air, and I took my my penny board out and I and I rode around the neighborhood and I experienced the neighborhood for the first time. It's a pretty nice neighborhood. I, I went to a big ass lake that 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 I found, and it was pretty dope. I got to see some fish. Uh, I got to see a dead turtle. That's tight, right? Um, but yeah. That, so you're that was that. Me you actually have neighbors in your neighborhood. It's yes. not just you. Yeah, Damn. yeah. There's people there. There's people. There's things going on. There's people. Yep. The whole thing. It's crazy. There's reptiles <laughs> walking around, unfortunately yeah. getting run over. It's crazy. Yep. But yeah, man. Um, how's your weekend? <laughs> what did you um, guys do? It's been good, man. Uh, honestly. Not much. I cooked from home on Friday because I've been trying to not spend so much money eating out and stuff. Yeah. Um, trying to make sure I'm eating a little bit better because your boy is big. 
you know but um <laughs> yeah so friday we just cooked in we stayed at home we finished watching infinity war because you know how i'm doing all the yeah marvel movies so finished watching infinity war um started endgame yesterday homegirl didn't even last an hour into the movie and was falling asleep at 8 45 i was like let's watch it early just in case no nope. but um loser so gonna probably finish watching that today but no i just did a bunch of chores and stuff actually yesterday dude i found this amazing well i didn't find this amazing place steph has this place that her job always does like luncheons and stuff for them um they're in kendall it's uh where we had our first date it was bar louis before but they changed it now to something else um dude that place is dope i had three three um god damn three um old fashions Ah. three old fashions steph had two beers good sized beers the old fashions were normal sized um they tasted really freaking good i the whole the whole lunch i was like i was like no there's no way that this is the price because it was like good you know yeah i had a chicken caesar she had some steak tacos and i had and we shared calamari i spent it was 33 dollars bro 33 bucks i was like what the hell that's good man bro i'm like i found a new spot because i can't be spending money and 30 30 bucks for all that is is decent that's good it's really good yeah Yeah. so i found a new spot hell yeah dude yeah no we haven't found anything like that here really um and even these days it's fucking hard to travel fucking gas is expensive bro you're telling me I, I I work driving around, literally that. A tank literally. of gas, a tank of gas. Like the middle of last year, probably was like thirty something bucks, more or less, to fill up, and now I'm filling up at man. over over sixty bucks. Jesus. And I use yeah, I, I use I got... at least a tank a week, at least. Yeah, I I, and now this is the conspiracy side of me, but. They got to be diluting this shit, man. They have to be. Because Andrea, we put gas in her car on Thursday. And she it, it usually lasts her two weeks because she doesn't work very far. And we don't really go out, you know. And it costs, if she drives a fucking 2003 Toyota Corolla, it's not an, you know, it doesn't, it's not an expensive car to fill up on gas and it's, Gas efficient, you know? Um, fuel efficient. Fuel efficient. Uh, that's the one. Uh, and right now, it costs almost between 50 to $60 to fill up her tank. And it, like I said, it lasts her two weeks. And in the two or three days that we've been driving the fucking car, it's already at a fucking quarter. It's already at a, a little bit less than a quarter. T- no, sorry. It lo- It's spent... Help me English right now. I'm, I'm half asleep. Uh, it lowered more than it fucking used a, a quarter. quarter. Yeah, we used, used more than a quarter. a quarter. Yeah, yeah, we used more than a quarter fucking tank. And I'm like, dude, like, are you serious right now? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, why is this happening right now? It sucks. I mean, um, I, don't I don't know that they're diluting it, but... 
Yes, um, they are, Alex. Listen, the know. government. No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, and that's the last you hear of of me. Of the Modern Reptile Podcast. As we go on. Um, okay, so segue into the the gas prices and all that stuff going up. Um, I'm sure it'll regulate eventually, um, or, or it's gonna keep going high and then regulate as all markets do and etc. But everything else also in uh, it's it's everything because of the gas going up. Everything else is gonna go up now. Yeah, right? like yeah, because like I already noticed that flights before you'd find them cheaper at a certain time, you're not really finding them cheaper. And if flights are not being found cheaper, that means that the shipping flights are not going to be are going to go up and stuff so exactly so what i'm noticing is we have a little bit of an issue because everything else is going up the price of the animals are not so even you're saying flights obviously your delivery charges because that's people you know taking you um uh, product via vehicle um even things as simple as like going to like a food market and getting food because in the end of the day it costs more money for the farmers or whatever or the meat houses to be driving around their trucks because the gas goes up and then to deal with the things and then to deliver the meats to the place so everything else is going up because gas is going up right um now the question is should the reptile market go up what do you think? You're asking me? Yeah. Should it go up? Well, I am not a financial advisor, but no, this has nothing to do with stocks. Um, but that it will, I'm not sure that it will. But that it should, it should. Because it's, as anything else, um, anything else for the people that sell animals, it's a, it's, it's a business. Even if it's a hobby, it's a business that like you cannot do a hobby if you're losing money you need to at least break even if it's a hobby for you yeah you get me so at the end of the day even the people that do it as a hobby it's 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 a business yeah um with any other business when expenses go up the products need to go up but i know that that's not necessarily how the reptile business works sometimes it's not really a normal thing you know because the thing is if you really think about it the people that are making like a bunch of animals and stuff like that they don't need to change their prices they really don't because they're they already have established people are going to come in and buy them at the price that the market is going you know so the market i think just changes based off what people want at the time as normal so i don't think um, that people are going to raise prices too much just because of that yeah give me one second let me go grab something and then i'm going to give you my opinions on that give me one second I don't know about you with your fucking Mac that you just that you got not too long ago, but this shit weighs fucking battery so fast. The thing is, um, your Mac is older, right? Not that much. I mean, how, wait, how old is your Mac? Well, I mean that it's older in a sense, like from now, like from now, it's like older. It's like, what year is the that Mac? Uh, I got it right before, like maybe a year before I left Miami, and it was like I. Oh, that's a gener- the, that's that's the one that you got, Andrea. Yeah, I'm using Andrea's. Oh, okay, yeah, that's different. No, yeah. I don't know. Mine is used. The, the battery goes. That's something that I already know. I was gonna have an issue with. So yeah, gotcha. It does go pretty quick, but it'll last me 
a decent amount, enough time for me to do whatever I have to do normally. Yeah, yeah. In the fucking seven, fifteen, seventeen minutes, maybe twenty minutes that I've had it open since you know we've been doing the call. Sorry for the sidetrack, everybody. Um, I, I was at half a fucking thing, and now I'm, I it got to red. But anywho, so the market of the reptiles. So this is my thing, right? I agree with what you're saying because it's more of like a demand market, right? But the price this this is the thing, like yeah. Um you're you're right in the sense of, you know, because of the demand and because of the how many, how much we could produce, the price of the animals can regulate like that. But we also have to take into account that the price of producing these animals are go is it's going up. It's going up. You know, uh, the rat people, their deliveries, because the gas is more expensive, is going up. I'm sure their food, because of the way that their food needs to be made and whatever fuel needs to get involved, etc., it's going to go up. So the price of the rat's going to go up. The delivery's going to go up. Rats in general are going to go up. Crickets are going to go up, etc. So the price of making the animal is going to go up. And at what point do we decide, like, hey, like, yeah, maybe the, the, the demand of this animal, you know, like ball python uh the the demand of a norm of a normal or a pastel ball python might not be as high in the reptile community but that doesn't mean that it needs to be 20 or 40 dollars just because we're like well nobody wants to buy this thing so i need to push it out it's like yo like like we need to like regulate this shit because our profit margins are just gonna start shrinking and shrinking and shrinking as, as everybody else's is going up you know and even when we're talking about non-captive bred animals like the imports like it's gonna be a similar thing anyways because the price of bringing them here throughout all this shit and all this bullshit is gonna go up also you know so i yeah i, I had a conversation with uh with my boss and he's like oh no i don't think it's gonna like i don't think prices of of animals are gonna go up i think as a matter of fact he said that they're gonna go uh, down because there's a a retail company that also does imports and exports that they are like tanking the price on some animals you know they're because they you know it doesn't cost anything for them to get it realistically or to produce it and like good for them but they're destroying some of the animals markets and stuff like that um so he's like i think it's gonna go down and i'm like damn dude like how the fuck are we supposed to survive if our profit margins are going to start shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, you know? So that that's the thing that, that I'm most worried about. Yeah, but it's what Pretty I was telling you. It's like, I agree with you. It should go up as everything goes up. Now, that it should is another story that it will. Um, because I also said the same thing, that the people that are that are bigger... That have a bigger clientele and everything that already have like super established and know that people are going to come to me regardless. They don't need to raise their prices that much unless, of course, unless there's a crazy spike in 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 how things are like you know priced out or whatever. But as incremental prices go up little by little, they don't really need to change it that much because they know, hey, my compared to like a a small shop or whatever like their their um profit margin is like this like it's it's up here like it's 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 not it's they got all this space whereas a normal small business will have like this much space and then as you go eating away eating away you're like god damn i need to raise the raise the prices i have no choice but then comes the issue of people aren't going to buy from you because a lot of people are just looking for the cheapest animal and whatever you know 
which is in the case like for example you and i we have never been oh cheapest animal only you know if we see an animal that's a little bit more but we see the quality or whatever um we'll go for it we'll pay a little bit more to get that animal because we think that that's what we need in our collection but not everybody is like that or yeah. can be like that because of finances and what either finances or they don't just don't care they yeah. just want to produce animals so yeah. unless you get those people that are willing to spend more for the quality they're just going to go to whatever's cheaper and that's usually going to be the bigger people yeah. that have the established clientele that are able to lower prices than that so i do agree it should go up yeah. like it should like common sense says oh it needs to go up for everybody to be able to make ends meet and everything but sometimes yeah. in the industry it's not all common sense yeah but that's the thing dude like it's like what like let's let's say okay gas went from three dollars to to four dollars let's say that's a whole ass dollar how, how much of a percent of that how much What's the percent rate that gas went up? Do we know? I mean, if we look it up, I'm sure. But basically, the gas raised here in a year, like from two dollars to four dollars and something, gotcha. two dollars and something to four dollars something. So it, it went up twenty, thirty, almost forty percent, if not fifty. If, sorry, sorry, sorry. My math is a hundred, hundred percent there. <laughs> yeah, because it, it went up like fifty, sixty, seventy, if not. Almost 100% because it almost doubled. Got you. Yeah. I don't know why I said 50, whatever, because I was thinking about half of four. But yeah. But regardless. Say, so it went it went up a lot. But let's say, for example, a delivery fee for a company, for a rack company, was 20 bucks originally, right? Because they had to pay um, $10 to the, uh, maybe $12 to the employee, um, $4 for the gas, and the rest of the money is their profit on the delivery. Let's say, right? Um, so they have, and now gas went up $2. So they have to take into account, oh, we need to raise the price $2. They're going to try to make a little money on it. So they maybe make the price of delivery $5. $5 more. So it goes from 20 to 25 You know, and it's not that big of a difference, right? But when we're t now, but let's say they put that into the price of the rats where all the rats go up. 10 cents if you're ordering 50 rats you're paying or 50 medium rats at three at at you know or even better so we were paying let's say 250 for uh for medium rats and now they're going to like 275 let's say and that's 25 whole fucking cents and if you're feeding 50 ball pythons that 25 it's 25 cents times 50 you know and if even for the bigger breeders it's even more you know so why why shouldn't we even though it's like minuscule and guess what people are gonna lowball us fucking anyways so why can't we say hey you know what i'm not charging 40 dollars for this pastel ball python anymore now it's gonna be 50 dollars now it's gonna be 60 dollars why well fuck man everything's getting more fucking expensive it's not because i want to be unfair but but it's because it costs me more money to make these fucking animals now right well, um the big the big name brand like animal places do do that i mean they're selling you a freaking pastel for 100 bucks 120 bucks it's like it's crazy yeah and they and raise their prices fancy they don't care yeah i wasn't gonna say it but <laughs> yeah. yeah so i mean i don't know man but it's the thing like 
I'm not gonna say just this industry, but in in biz in anything, there's always those people that are willing to barely make any money to get the lowball to make the sale. Yeah. And that's what ruins it for everybody because if 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 collectively if people start seeing oh this guy raised their prices let me raise my prices let me raise my prices there's always going to be that one or two people that say while they're raising their prices let me take advantage boom sale or boom keep the prices the same boom all of a sudden they're cheaper people are going to come to me they're going to buy the animal whatever or buy the product those people are what ruin it for everybody else because and i'm not saying it like i'm not a greedy person i'm not saying that we need to make money so what the hell i'm just saying like expenses are going up yeah the price to feed our animals are going up the price to buy the bedding for our animals are going up the price to to ship the racks are going up the price of the racks are going up everything's going up so it's like but the ball if it needs to go up a little bit for the industry yeah it needs to go up a little bit yeah for sure uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, it's like, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's, I had somebody, and it, it took me a long time to realize that like quick money is not good money. Quick money comes and goes. That's what it's for, you know? So making a quick sale, like you, you might think that you're, oh, I'm going to get up, you know, the, it's one thing to say, for example, you have a ball python posted for $350 and you tell the person, hey, I can do a $350 shipped or I can do $300 plus shipping. That's one thing. But for you to accept an offer of $250, like you're only cheating yourself. You're only cheating yourself, you know, and you, as like a, a reptile vendor or seller or retailer or whatever or just a pet breeder and if you want to sell your animals, I guess, you, you got to pay attention to the market. Look at what the highest cost of, of the animal that you have is the lowest cost and then look at the wholesale price and find out where you fit between all those things. You know, it, it, for example, like let's say your $300 ball python is wholesaling at $150. Like you're not going to sell – for you to sell that $350 or $300 animal for 200 bucks. like it's not worth it for you. For that, you should have produced it and taken it straight to a shop and made 150 bucks. You know, not spend the time taking the picture, posting it, etc., etc. Like, no, like, get as much as you can out of it. If you sell it for 250 plus shipping or $300 ship, fine, you lose 50 bucks, whatever. You know, but for you to lose a lot more than that, like, it's just not worth it. I had but somebody... It's, it's like, that's, that's what we do. Like, you know, the animals... I'm not saying that animals are lesser than other animals, but the animals that we know... You know, are going to take a lot of time to sell and everything. You know, we feed them what we have to feed them. We get them to a certain point and then, you know, we we, we take the loss on whatever and just send them to a shop or something. And it is what it is because, you know, you, we know it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to take a person that's looking for the sale or looking for that specific animal in order to sell it. Yeah. So if you keep on feeding the animal you're taking a loss because you do have to treat it like a like a business yeah and it's like at the end of the day. yeah it's like uh you know understanding like you know jot down like how much you spend on a male how much you spend on a female you know come to a conclusion about how much it costs to produce that clutch of eggs and then how much each of those eggs will should cost let's say you know if you have a $600 clutch you know you know that with those six eggs it might be a hundred dollars each but if you produce if it's like a blue-eyed lucy clutch if you produce blue-eyed lucy to blue-eyed lucy you made your money you can wholesale the whole thing and 
make money on top of it. If you don't want to deal with it, fine, flip it, whatever, if that's what your goal is. But you can, you know, like let's say it's only two blue-eyed Lucy's and then the rest are like a whole bunch of like fire, uh, uh, fires or Mojaves if you made black-eyed or blue-eyed, whatever. You know, you could wholesale all the single gene stuff and keep the other two because you're still going to make your money in the clutch. You know, it just depends on what you want out of it. For, for example, I mean, just to just to uh, go into detail what you were saying about how we go about wholesaling our animals, right? So we don't want to be known, let's say, as the guy that, you know, as the breeder that is selling fires, Mojaves, pastels, single gene, maybe even some double genes, like, you know, like stuff like that. It doesn't offer us anything for our company um, versus selling the something, something clown, something, something pied, albino this, you know, or three gene something that's very nice, you know, stuff like that, that we want to be very, you know, that we would like to be known for. Like, we are the guys that really like these are this is our quality stuff you know so we will you know depending on the clutch you know wholesale to to my job um all of our fires pastels mojave single gene stuff that that we know that they can use and you know stuff that might be more difficult for us to sell because it's like yo like am i you know for example they might sell uh, a single gene <laughs> Like, let's say they sell a single gene ball python for $60, you know, but uh, the wholesale cost is 30 bucks. you know. I can't sell the ball python, the single gene ball python for $60. I don't have an audience for that, you know, so I'm going to have to sell it for 40 45 50 bucks. Why am I going to cheap myself out when I know I can help them out? You know, we're getting rats directly from them. I could wholesale it, etc. Uh, the point that I'm trying to make is... You know, the money is, is moving around. You know, you got to be, you know, respectful of the market. You have to be smart with um, with how you make your profits on these animals. You have to understand your profit margins and why, you know, the, I think the market should go up and why you shouldn't be the cheapest guy out there, you know, just because you're coming under somebody. And, and it's not anything about not making a deal. You know, um, we had somebody message us the other day about wanting to buy a blue-eyed Lucy <clears throat> ball python, and I think the price that we have our blue-eyed Lucys are fair. You know, and he, and that person definitely lowballed me, and I, you know, they wanted a whole video of the animal, they wanted all this stuff. You know, and for example, we came to the agree. I told them my lowest price on the animal right now is four thirty shipped. Um, you know. I'm losing money on the shipping, not a big deal, you know, but they wanted it for 350 and I told them, well, you know, can you agree on 430 ship? They said, oh, let me see if I can move some money around, and so what I told them was, okay, well, if you can, if you can make that happen, I'll happily send you videos or whatever, whatever, because I'm also not going to spend my time knowing that this guy is just, he, this person, I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, um, is not even like interested that much in the price of my thing, you know, like it's not worth it for me to, to spend the time taking the video, whatever, whatever, and sending it out. And it's not a thing about bad customer service, but understanding that like out of the 150 emails that you get, half of them are going to be asking for pictures, half of them are going to be, and then maybe the other half might be wasting your time. And of the ones that ask you for pictures, maybe 10% of those will take the sale, you know, and it's, it's that's the reality of it um but yeah i mean you don't got to be the cheapest guy out there and etc i guess i went on a ramble yeah i mean at the end of the day when we 
we've noticed I mean, we've noticed a couple of things since we started one was um what we were talking about like wholesaling the animals like in the beginning we didn't want to wholesale anything we're like oh we could sell this whatever this and that within the first year or two we noticed um certain animals take longer to sell for us because we don't have the name and all that you know that's understandable certain animals take longer to sell and we start taking an, an l on these on these animals and we take like a 10 15 20 30 dollar loss after feeding them for so long whatever it's a matter of hey instead of taking that 10 15 30 dollar loss because we take all this time feeding whatever let's just take the 10 15 dollar loss wholesale the animal up front instead of taking our time and feeding this all, all throughout this time at the end of the day when we give the animal when we wholesale the animal the like your job or whatever like as an example if we wholesale them an animal we take a 10 15 dollar loss versus if we could have sold it versus if we take all the time to feed it and all that and we sell it at full price but we still take a 10 15 30 dollar loss where we can wholesale the animal to somebody they can get the animal they'll probably sell it pretty quick because you know they have a clientele and everything and you know and they make money we don't have to take the time off everything we make enough that it's worth it you know so that's one thing we learned that after like a year or two for certain animals the other thing is the people that are always looking for the 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 people that tell us like oh can you do this i keep on trying to lowball and go under and whatever those are the people that are always just looking for the deal um we care about every customer we really do you know anybody that comes in is going to get the same service and whatever but when you when you come in and the first thing you say is hey can you take 150 dollars less on an animal we're like okay you're not here for the quality like the customer service and everything you want to get the animal you want to get it at a good price and understandable but those are the people that are always constantly looking for the the cheapest deal the next cheap the next cheap next cheap versus somebody that comes in and you know hey can you do this shift whatever it's reasonable nothing crazy we give them whatever pictures videos whatever they need but at the end of the day we know that person is going to be the one that ends up telling somebody else hey look i bought this animal from these people and you know they they did a deal with me on the shipping you know whatever we know that those people that that don't come in and immediately say hey can you take 50 percent of what you have up on this animal like we know that those people are the ones that are always looking for the deal and they're going to go anywhere they find it they're not going to tell their friend hey i bought this animal off of somebody i'm not going to tell somebody hey look these people have great customer service at the end of the day they get the animal they get it cheap and that's what they care about they're yeah. going to go on to the next one on to the next one i think i think that you made you made the the exact point that i was about to say right now um i have no problem with giving deals to people i have a whole um system of percents based on price of an animal that i know that we have like a leeway of where our profits can be and and what i'm willing to lose on an animal to make a sale uh but as much as it matters as a somebody who's selling anything to have good quality customer service it's important to know what it means to be a quality customer and what it is to sell to a quality customer you want your i mean yeah you want to not all customers are going to be doing the same things but for example the person that's getting the deal and that only wants a deal you can tell that they're in a rush 
they're probably not going to take care of the animal very well. They, you know, they if they can't spend the money on the animal, the, the one the money that you know that you know that the animal may be worth, they might not take care of the animal to the best of it, their ability. Um, which means that the they're going to give you issues because they're going to be calling you and saying, hey. Um, this animal's not eating. This animal's not doing this. This or have you done all these things that I recommend? No, I'm not willing to do that. Pretty much at the end of the day, something bad happens to the animal. You get a bad rate uh, review on Morph Market, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the people that always leave you, you're more likely to get a bad review than a good review because somebody who has a good review is ready to complain. I'm uh, sorry, is re- somebody who has a bad review is just ready to complain. The person that has a good review is just happy, you know. Um, but anywho, um, yeah. So. Th- th- like being able to like you know vet your customer in that sense is is very important because you're like okay like i'm very willing to give a a a deal even a better deal than usual to somebody who i'm i know is very interested in the animal because at the end of the day i know they're gonna do good by the animal i we we produce this fucking animal we put the time and the effort or whatever and we care about every single animal that gets produced here so i wanted to go to a good home because you know when, when i ship an animal no matter how many boxes i've shipped and this whole time that i've been doing this i'm always thinking about the animal i'm like man i hope this everything's gonna be okay with the animal whatever, whatever this you know like you know you don't want to lose a life in, the, in this whole thing um but like you know and the good quality customers are the people i still to this day from the banana clown clutch the first one that we did i still get a message from one of the people hey look look at the 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 mail that i bought from you look at the babies look at this look sending me pictures of the animal like a halloween photo shoot and they still to this day send me shit like that and like it makes me real happy it's like dude like and like that's the kind of person that will recommend you to somebody else that's the kind of customer that you know that's the kind of customer you want you know not all customers are going to do that but you want to have a good relationship the same way that you want to give good quality uh in customer service and in and in goods you want to receive good quality in customer you know like it's 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 a loop in that sense you know but yeah and then also like with what you're saying like about the 10 to 15 dollars and like what we know we're gonna wholesale whatever whatever if you you know this is a little bit more like getting down to like the really nitty-gritty and the unfun part of like selling animals for a living where it's like if you know the cost of how much you need to make uh for the clutch if you know how much the clutch cost uh, if you know the wholesale value of each of those animals, you can come to a number that you think would be fair. Like let's say, um, let's say it costs. Uh, let's say you have et cetera, et cetera, a snake, and the wholesale price is. Um, let me try to think. Hold up. Let me try to think. Okay, so whatever. So let's say you have a a snake that's wholesales for twenty five dollars because it retails for fifty bucks, right? Uh, you know that between the space, the electricity, uh, the cost of your time, and the cost of the feeders for the month. Just shooting a number out there. This is not a solid number. I'm just shooting the number out there. Let's say it costs you five dollars a month to maintain that animal okay so that means 
your animal's at $25, and you're, based off of the, the amount of money made on the clutch, let's just say in this situation that $25, it's fine for you to make $25 on that animal because the rest of the clutch was banger, you know? So, you, oh, I'm going to make my money with the rest of the clutch, okay? So it costs you $5 a month, right? You got to come to an agreement of when is it worth it for you because if it retails for 50 bucks, and that means you have um, – What's 25 divided by 5? It's 5. That means you have 5 months to sell this animal for you to at that point break even. So somewhere in the middle might be where you think to yourself, fuck, like I should have wholesaled this animal. I should have this with this animal, etc. You know, because you could have made the $25, you know, and then if it cost you uh, – because that's your breakaway point. But if you, whole, if you feed it for 2 months, then now this animal costs you $30. So when you go to wholesale it, you lose ten bucks, you know. So at that point, you gotta like really get into like the nitty gritty and like think to yourself, okay, where do these numbers make sense? How do I, you know, how should I best go about it? Which is why in our situation, we wholesale um, this, you know, the the stuff that that is not in our in our I guess business model, the things that that we don't think that we should you know the things that we're that we don't think that that benefit our company in that sense we you know with the stuff that we know we can wholesale and they'll do better for another company you know that and then at that number you know based off of what we sell the price of the clutch lowers and then the rest of the animals is where we make our money etc so yeah that that's the unfun part of it when you start getting into margins and like thinking like that and whatever but you know that's you know how you get into the the bigger picture of how you make your money and increase your profit margins, et cetera. Yeah. Something else I've noticed, um, more so when we started, because you're no longer here, so we don't talk about, like, every day where, like, the different, like, emails and stuff you get or whatever. But, like, in the beginning, um, there's a lot of animals that we had we would produce that the animal, let's say, is only worth 40 bucks. But then the shipping is like 70 or whatever the fuck, you know, the shipping is expensive and yeah. understood because it needs to go overnight and needs to get there quick and needs to make sure that everything's good because it's a live animal. Yeah. So the shipping is expensive. And some people would be like, oh, why am I going to spend $70 on shipping on an animal that's worth 40 bucks? But, you know, customers will say that. But then what they need to understand is if you're saying... Why am I going to spend $70 shipping on an animal that costs $40? Flip it around. Why am I going to pay the shipping for you on an animal that costs $40? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a thing that sometimes people don't understand. The, the people that want the cheapest price are the, the ones that will give you that unreasonable thing, you know? Yeah. Or the people that, that want the animal, they'll either pay for it up front or they'll be like, hey, is there something we could do on a deal for the shipping because the animal's a little bit cheaper? And then that's when we're like, okay, maybe we'll just break even on the animal. You know, not really make money a profit, but we know that the animal's going to a place that, you know, it's going to be a good place for it. Because yeah. you've told me before on animals that um that you sell and you're like, yeah, I just, I cut them a deal because they were telling me that, oh, you know, that they really like the animal, you know, they just want it for a pet, they have so-and-so set up and whatever. So you give them a deal that's a little bit more than what's normal because you know that this person's taking the time and they already have the setup and they told you, oh, hey, look, I did all this research. I know what I have to do about this, this, and this, and this for it, you know, so now I'm looking for the animal. And then that tells you like, you know what, I'm going to give this person a deal 
I'm not going to make the money that I thought I was going to make on it. But at the end of the day, it's going to a good home. And, you know, then people like that, like the one that you were saying that sends you the pictures, you know, the people that you do the deals like for like that are the ones that send you, hey, look, he's all set up in their enclosure. You know, all is good, whatever. And, you know, that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to see. We want to see the, the people like that. Now, I'm not saying every customer has to send us a picture and say, like, hey, look, this is how your animal is doing. Like, Obviously not. That's not reasonable. But, um, you know, it's good to it's the fact that you can know when people will do things like that, that you cut them the big deal and you're like, you know what? I'll cut the price into whatever and let's just make the deal and I want to see it go to a good home. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. It's like also understanding where your your hobby or your business is. It's like we all we all we're not a very big company. We only produce a few hundred animals. You know, so it's like the quality of the customer for us should be very important because like we're not sending out a lot of stuff, you know, like compared to a company that has always a thousand animals in their inventory and is just shipping stuff out. Like, you know, maybe the quality of the customer at that point is a little bit less because it's a little bit more of a fast paced thing. But for us, like we have the time to like have a conversation with somebody and hey, what's what's up, whatever, whatever, and then really help them out, etc. And it's not that I want to push anybody away, you know, at all. But, you know, it's, you know, uh, like like what I'm saying. It's the quality of the customer is also important as much as the quality of your customer service and of your animals is. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, it is it, it is a business, you know. So yeah, for sure. We don't, we don't get to, like, go to that nitty-gritty with every single person. But there's times where people up front show you, like, certain red flags you know or like times where you've you you've seen that people tell you a couple of things you're like hey look you might want to start with this animal instead of this animal you know or you might want to if this is your situation this is what you have maybe try that animal or hey maybe just wait a little while and you'll tell them that because it is a business but it's not only about making the sale because we do care about the animal so you want to make sure that everything's doing good you know yeah but yeah, so let's do the species of the week. After that, we'll touch base on the a little bit of the video that I sent you, um, or the video that I asked you if you if you had watched. And then, right before we close off the show, I want to ask you if you want to cover something for the next podcast. But let's get into the species of the week first. Okay. Um. So this animal is not from Madagascar. Hell yeah. This animal is found in North America and parts of Central America. Um let me see the name. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Okay. Alright. Um now I'm wondering if I did this one. Which one is it? I pulled this up specifically a, like a while ago and I've had it saved like on my thing. And now I'm thinking that if I did this one. Tell me if this sounds familiar. And if I did it, you're hearing it again for those of you that just picked up this podcast now in the middle. <laughs> um, Scaloporus occidentalis. That doesn't sound familiar. Celoporus occidentalis. No, I don't know. What, what do you think it is? I have no idea. Sounds like a Pokemon. 
Slopers. I mean, I don't know. You know a little bit more than, than I do. But it is the blue belly lizard. No, we have haven't done this. One? No. Okay, because I know I've done a couple belly something, you know? Yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. So, like I said, found in North America and parts of Central America. Um, they Their habitats are grasslands, forests, farmlands, plains, things of that sort. Um, they eat spiders, insects, and other lizards. So, that's cool. They yeah. uh, eat their cousin Jimmy. Hell yeah, um, Jimmy. They have a lifespan of more or less five to seven years. They're... Which is funny because that means that about if their lifespan is five to seven years, about midway through that or like a third of the way, one and a half to two years, that's their sexual maturity. Uh-huh. They have an average clutch size of 13 and their gestation period is three to six weeks. I know I think it said here, I'm trying to look it up so I can give it correctly, but they, I think it said through April. Yeah. April through July. That's when they generally start uh, reproducing, doing the, you know. That's more or less when they start doing it, April through July. And like I said, so they have a gestation period of three to six weeks. Average clutch size of 13. And their biggest threat is habitat loss. Hell yeah. It's cool because they have a, their belly is like super, super, super blue. I'm trying to see... I mean, I obviously can't show you because, you know, we're recording like this. I don't have any way to show you. But, um, actually, I mean, no, I was going to send you a link, but I don't know if it'll kick you out of anything. Probably, yeah. Because I'm recording. Yeah, with so my I'm not going to yeah. test it. But you'll look it on after. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. Hell yeah, cool. Cool shit, man. Can you describe it a little bit the way that it looks? Does it have like a blue yeah, belly? So it, so it <laughs> has a blue belly and it is a lizard. Hell yeah cool no but it looks it looks kind of let me see the face so i can tell you more or less so it doesn't have like the look of like let's say an agama or anything uh-huh. but it doesn't look like a normal lizard. like an anole or some shit it's kind of like let's say some there's something in between that they're usually they have like a like a brown or black body uh-huh. but like their belly is like blue like blue blue interesting like there's the one that they have here on this site as like the main one it's super black kind of has like a little orangey like if it has like orange eyelash kind of things or eyebrows yeah and then their stomach the stomach is like it looks like a blue that's like like a popping like like metallic blue interesting cool shit man well that's the species of the week then right that is hell yeah okay so I'm gonna bust cause we have a podcast that's supposed to come you know, I'm not gonna bust a nut. Uh, how soon can you get this video and audio to me? Um, well, I send it to you immediately. Okay. It's just a matter of how long it takes. How to long load. it takes to upload? Yeah. So I'm gonna bust my ass to try to get this one out for tomorrow's podcast. So I'm gonna move the podcast that we actually have scheduled for tomorrow. I'm gonna move it three weeks, because I think this one should come out asapi. This one should come out tomorrow. Um, the next week I want to do, or when we record the next podcast for the following Monday, I want to do, um, a podcast about Tinley Park. No, we didn't go, but if we just like scroll through some Instagram stuff, check out some videos and we could just like do like a podcast commentating on the stuff that we see. 
and then the following week will be a different podcast. Um, so how do you okay. feel about that? That's, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's fine with me. Um, sounds good. This is like the longest podcast we've done in a while. Yes. <laughs> just yeah, just. I us think the two. last time the last time that we did an hour long podcast, I think we split it up into two. Yeah, and we were out still in Miami. We're 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 loading up now to an hour. Yeah, yeah. we're about to get there. Um, and then and we didn't we didn't talk for a majority of this about other stuff. It's just a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot awful. of times when we have the long ones, we talk about nonsense the majority of the part, and people are here to listen about reptiles, and they're like, "Um, yo, do you guys want to start like a a Marvel podcast or something?" Because Literally, what the hell's going on, bro? <laughs> Literally that. I've thought about it. I really have thought about it, but I'm like, dude, I don't have the fucking time to do another. Fucking- no, yeah, the time, the time to make sure that you're what. I watch everything, but I watch everything when I can, and I read things when I can. I can't dedicate my time to watching things. So yeah, no. literally the whole my whole day, I have. Um, there's a channel, New Rock Stars. There's a channel, Den of Nerds, and they release a bunch of content, and that's just what I have in my ear all day. Marvel, 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 Marvel. Anywho, now we're that's getting how, back into Marvel shit. <laughs> before we we're ending with the Marvel stuff, but I do yeah. want to mention something because you said in your ear all day. That's how I feel about okay on Twitter. There's these things called spaces, uh-huh. where it's like the community basically getting together and talking about whatever the hell they're talking about at the time. Uh-huh. So I follow a lot of sports stuff, uh-huh. and like things are going on now. So I literally listen to those Twitter spaces all day at work. Like you were just saying about the what you what you do. Yeah. So while I'm working, I listen to it, bro. It's literally just a bunch of people yelling at each other and like hating on each other for their opinions as well as sports. It's it's hilarious. That's great. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. man. All right then. Cool beans. Uh before we put in final notes, um I wanna talk about this also in the Tinley in the Tinley podcast. Uh but just to touch base on it, Justin fucking Canova knocked it out of the fucking park. It's uh I think it's let's recessors first. Genetic stripe, clown, desert ghost, and then I believe it was spot nose or spot nose red stripe. Holy asshole. That is probably one of the best ball pythons I have ever seen in my fucking life. That that is the. It was. It was the because I looked at the video the other day, but honestly, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. That's gotcha. the problem. But it was the one. It was super. It was like, I know that it was super bright and it was kind of like orangey, it, right? It, if I'm not mistaken. Very limited pattern, um, almost pinstripey in a way. But damn, dude, the, the the so the genetic stripe clown is called a kiki ball. We have some yeah. double heads. We have some female double heads uh, for Kiki Ball, um, and that combo is like it's 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 not like very old at all. It's a newer uh, double recessive, and it 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 like it's two things that fight each other, right? Because your clown is uh, like a black back animal, but the genetic stripe is not. It's a stripe to the dorsal, but it's not blackback. So it fights each other, the pattern. So it really tries to come in, and it's just like, it's real cool. And then when you throw the Desert Ghost on top of it, bro, Yeah, insanity. Um, 
You're talking about the the triple recessive that he just posted a couple days ago. Yeah, so that was his Tinley Park um, like uh, reveal because he he usually does like reveals like that of like a new mutation right before a big expo that he does, um, which is very smart on him because he's that freaking good. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I wish man that we know that. Oh, every year I'm gonna have something else to like put out there. That would be dope, bro. Yeah, man. But no, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's very. It wasn't orangey yellow is what i meant to say yeah it was yellow and like yeah the patterns like are mostly like by the spine no it's a cool ass animal bro but like it is very um broken up and the, the blacks are very 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 like pronounced yeah it's just dope and it also is probably very very expensive <laughs> oh i can't even think about the number bro my head, my head can only go up to like five hundred dollars. Yeah. So I can't even think of what the hell that is. No, that, yeah, that animal, animal right is... there is like one of the first. Well, it's not like one of the first ball pythons, but like of recent times, it's definitely one of the ones where I'm like, that is so out of reach for me right now. Not even like price wise, but project wise, that's like all the way the fuck over there. But one day maybe. One day, maybe. Wouldn't it be nice to be? Yeah, one day when they're worth ten dollars, <laughs> that's when we'll be able to buy one. Bro, we'll be like fucking one hundred and fifty years old. Yeah, man, that, that that's crazy. That's another thing with this market that people don't understand, man. Things will drop heavy; they'll be super expensive and whatever. And then there's so much, there's so many of them out there that they just drop from one year to the next. Yeah. Like when we when we bought our first a couple of years ago, when we bought our first thousand dollar animal, it was a. Uh, it was um, banana pie, right? Uh-huh. It's the first thousand dollar animal. Within a couple months, the animal was like six hundred bucks. Yeah. And we're like what? Yeah, yeah. And then it went up a li- again a little bit, but then it went. It just it never went up to there again. And we were like, what the fuck? I think I'm gonna try. Also, the week that this comes out, I'm going to release a video of our first clutch. We got our first clutch. Um, I'm not gonna say what it is in this podcast but it will be in the video um so if you're still listening to this by the hour almost hour mark i mean it is an hour but i have to cut a whole bunch of it out of when i had to go run to get the charger um uh, make sure you're on our youtube channel like if you only listen to the podcast if you're on the streaming platforms all the ones that matter uh, definitely head on over to modern reptile on youtube uh, because we're releasing videos, not just podcast videos, actual videos every Friday of things that we do here in our collection, in our stuff. You know, uh, we've done um, our highest viewed video. It's not a lot of views, but it is a milestone that I'm like, we fucking did that. Uh, we hit, we're over 500 views on a uh, the Reptilian Nation video. Um, we've done how to pack your box or how to ship your reptile safely the top animals that we produced last year um i have one coming out soon of uh, new racks that we got i have one coming out soon of me cleaning turtles um this clutch one's coming out uh the unboxing one etc there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to be doing uh in that channel but yes modern reptile on youtube uh, you could find us on our socials. That's Modern Reptile Shop on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. We're doing it. 
follow us. Send us a message. Let us know what you want to see from this. Alex, do you want to say anything else before we close it off? I would like to say do what he said. Okay. If you can. Yeah. Do what he said if you can. Um, Yeah, man. It's, It's cool. Cool things going on. Cool things are fucking coming. They're coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> Already then. <laughs> All right, guys. And you just you just convinced everybody to not go look at anything. Don't watch anything because these people are weird as hell. Yep. <laughs> All right. This was the Reptiles with Podcast. Later.